Welcome to the show. Today, let's take a few small yummy bites of knowledge that can empower you. Wake up memory technique is also here so you can actually remember what you just learned. High five to you for showing up. This is Claire at RDH Bites. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we have a special guest who actually is part of Student RDH and Professor RDH already. You might have seen her as our master tutor who's there to answer anything that you need. Her name is Amanda Mitchell, who graduated Cal Community College with an associate degree. And you actually continued your education uh, to have a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree in leadership in higher education. So as you can see, she loves education. She's here today to t- teach us about something that's really important for your examination. And that's just a fascinating topic as well. She also is a speaker for CE and also is currently teaching at South College. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be a part of the podcast and part of RDH Bites. And you know what? Our students have been seeing all the knowledge you have as well. So I'm really excited for everybody to get it in a podcast format so they can listen in their car, lunchtime, when they're a little bored over Thanksgiving, whatever that is. And (laughs) let's start. What is the topic today? Today, we're going to talk about the superheroes of the immune system, also known as immunoglobulins. Ooh, that's a big topic. It's a big topic, but we're going to squeeze it into this 20-minute format so that everybody can listen on their commute. <laughs> All right. Um, that sounds really good. So let's I actually start then, you know, what? maybe you can tell us why you chose that topic. Sure. So immunoglobulins are really, really important when we consider reducing inflammation in the body. And as we know... What is our bread and butter as hygienists? Periodontitis and the treatment and prevention of it, right? Mm -hmm. So immunoglobulins play a key role in the inflammatory process, which, you know, impacts not only our mouth, but our whole body. Mm -hmm. And, And just quickly, I just wanted to see, I've been imagining immunoglobulins as this like army that lives inside our body to protect us. Is that true? That's very true. It's kind of like our Calvary, right? Where if something comes to attack, the immunoglobulins respond. Mm-hmm. So they really are our superheroes. Think of, you know, think of the Avengers. When the aliens come and attack, the Avengers come to defend us. So yeah, our immunoglobulins are our superheroes. All right. Do you have a, a favorite Avenger or? Oh, it's hard to pick. But I really like Chris Evans, so probably Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, you probably have your your favorite as well. And each one of them can maybe thought of as, you know, the different types of immunoglobulins you have. They have special powers. They are very different. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I just really like to think of my time in private practice and as an educator, How many times have you seen somebody who's taking an immunosuppressive medication and who really needs that extra help, right? So when you think of the Avengers movies, you've got people running in the streets and that's who we need to go protect the people who don't have the protection for them, you know, for themselves, the people who can't produce immunoglobulins like they need to. So we see this a lot. Yeah. For people with 
you know, any immune system dysfunction, whether it's natural or from a medication. And I'm one of those people, y'all. I have been in self-quarantine for over a year now because my immune system does not work like it should. So I don't have immunoglobulins to respond if I get the coronavirus. So, you know, just think of immunoglobulins or, uh, you know, antibodies Mm -hmm. as our response to um, any kind of antigen like bacteria, viruses. Mm -hmm. We need this extra boost of immunoglobulins to fight off infections. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in diseases like multiple sclerosis, also known as MS, Mm-hmm. IVIG treatments are used to help prevent relapses. So if we can prevent relapses in other inflammatory diseases, immunoglobulins might be able to help us prevent relapses in periodontitis as well. Uh, that's why you chose it because it's all related <laughs> to us. Perfect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what does really immunoglobulins mean? What, what's the definition So immunoglobulins are also known as antibodies, like we've been talking about. The official definition here is that it's a soluble protein molecule produced and secreted uh, by the body cells in response to an antigen. They bind to antigens and have three main purposes. So Amanda, what's the plain English here? Just tell me what it means. Yeah. Basically, antibodies are produced in response to antigens. So if your bacteria, I'm sorry, if your body is introduced, you know, some kind of bacteria, virus, allergen, everybody across the United States right now is going through allergies because Mm -hmm. it's spring. We've got Mm -hmm. lots of pollen. Our immunoglobulins are on overdrive trying Mm -hmm. to help us fight off those allergens, also known as antigens. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? Why do we need to know about this, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, they neutralize bacteria and they Mm -hmm. prevent the destruction or death of host cells. Mm -hmm. So think about this in terms of periodontitis. We know that our host response is activated and not only does it go after the periopathogens, it also goes over, you know, goes after our healthy tissue. Mm -hmm. So we need to neutralize that bacteria before it can cause destruction. Okay, so if we think about those Avengers, so if there's an alien, it's kind of just putting a parameter around them, kind of just exactly them from yeah. going crazy. Yes, it's like okay. in, uh, it's like with uh, Thanos, right? They put him in a mind, you know, little mind palace, so he can't do anything bad, and that's what we're doing to these uh, pathogens, to these antigens. There yes, you go. Exactly. I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then what else? They have three main purposes. So if one is to neutralize bacteria Mm -hmm. or toxins, Mm -hmm. the second is to coat bacteria and make them more susceptible to phagocytosis or Mm -hmm. for, you know, our other defenders to come and swallow them whole and Mm -hmm. kill them. Mm -hmm. So basically these immunoglobulins go around and they say, boop, you're it, boop, you're it. So yeah. that our immune cells can come in and attack them, kill them, get rid mm-hmm. of them. So, so you put a these... marker on them. Exactly. I like those and say, guys, do, those guys are the bad ones. Go get them. Something come get like them. That. Yeah, come get exactly them. Exactly right. Come get these ones. Good. Yeah. And then third, mm-hmm. but most importantly, yeah. 
these activate the complement system, which as you may remember is part of our host response Mm -hmm. involved in any, you know, response to antigens. Mm -hmm. So how do these come about? Does everybody remember B lymphocytes? You remember talking about B lymphocytes? I know it's been a minute, yeah, right? BT. <laughs> yes, exactly. B and T. So mm-hmm. immunoglobulins are produced specifically by B lymphocytes. Mm-hmm. They're released into the bloodstream and they really speed towards a site of injury. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we're talking about a periodontal pocket, right? Mm-hmm. What's causing periodontal pockets? Mm-hmm. At those go ahead no no no. i was just thinking a lot sorry i'm trying to learn as well as we go what causes (laughs) it i was just gonna say there's just so many causes though so many exactly so our our main causative factor for periodontitis or a periodontal pocket Mm -hmm. is the body's response to plaque biofilm Mm -hmm. our body launches this host response Mm -hmm. and right away we're producing antibodies, they're released into the bloodstream, and they go straight to that periodontal pocket, Mm -hmm. because they need to be at the site of injury in order to tag those antigens that need Mm -hmm. to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. I get it. So we always talk about the primary cause, which is plaque, it's actually probably the bacteria in the plaque, and those are the antigens the bad guys and our body saying i don't like this we need to neutralize this we got to coat them tag them and we got to attack them that's exactly right Mm -hmm. once they're coated once they're tagged for Mm -hmm. death basically we have all these cells from our host response that come in and get rid of them but remember yep they're not selective. They're also getting rid of tissue. Mm. So this is where we see pathogenesis of periodontitis coming in. Mm-hmm. So they do more destruction than just the ones that are tagged. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So think of all the collateral damage in Avengers movies, right? Mm-hmm. They destroyed buildings and cars <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And that's yeah. what's happening too with these immunoglobulins. We are attacking, well, our own body and that's inevitable and that's why i think where you're getting at is we see the periodontal of the bone loss which is collateral damage the innocent ones exactly the innocent bystanders start to get destroyed uh, just because you know things nearby have been tagged so how does this all relate back to what we talked about autoimmune diseases periodontitis inflammatory processes right Mm -hmm. basically when we launch an inflammatory process if it's not controlled we start to see chronic inflammation and this is involved in periodontitis we know perio is a chronic inflammatory disease Mm -hmm. we see this in patients with arthritis how many Mm -hmm. patients a day do you see with arthritis whether it's osteo or rheumatoid right asthma cancer cardiovascular disease All of these things relate back to our antibody and host response. Mm -hmm. So if the body's in a constant state of high inflammation, Mm -hmm. of course, you and I as hygienists are going to have a harder time Mm -hmm. getting periodontitis under control. Mm -hmm. So uh, asthma and things like that, we see all the time as well. And microscopically, they are involving immunoglobulins, the topic that you're talking about today. Yes, 100%. So we know patients with asthma have 
more acute responses to allergens. And that's because of this specific type of immunoglobulin that responds in an allergic response. Hey guys, Amanda here with a quick announcement. Student RDH is helping thousands of students every year to pass the board examinations. We're voted number one in board preparation resources. If you're preparing for one of the biggest days of your life and you want to feel supported and confident, check us out at studentrdh.com. And if you're a faculty member, join us at professorrdh.com for exclusive faculty content. And now, back to the show. So let's break it down. Sometimes the national board will actually ask about the specific types of immunoglobulins. And there are five major ones that we need Mm -hmm. to talk about Mm -hmm. right now. If you were to sit down and take a test and it asked you to define the different types of immunoglobulins, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Claire, this is where your wake up memory is really going to come in handy for students and for providers, right? So Okay. First one. I'm ready. I'm excited <laughs> right, about this one now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so IgM. Mm-hmm. IgM is known as our first responder because it's the first immunoglobulin to respond to an initial encounter of a new antigen. It's also the largest antibody. So Claire, how what's a good way for us to remember IgM? So I think we want to link it so that it is the largest, the most prominent antibody, probably one of the most important facts to remember. Um, We would do M for like major, like is the major one in your body, which is the largest antibody. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love it. IgM. M for major, it's the largest antibody. And as we all know, when we're studying for boards, right, we're looking at those outliers. They'll ask us, which of the following immunoglobulins is the largest? And I want you to think M for major, largest. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. Okay. Now the really important one, IgG. This is known as the backup, right? So Mm -hmm. who is the first Avenger to respond? usually Iron Man, right? But he's got to call in backup. So this would be IgG. After an antigen has been recognized at the initial encounter, Mm. IgG takes care of the rest of the encounters. Mm. So these are involved in phagocytosis, which we know is a major process in periodontitis and the host Mm. response. It's also the most abundant antibody, which is good news considering all of the bacteria that you and I encounter every single day. Mm -hmm. So Claire, give me a little help here. IgG, how can we remember IgG? And um, what is the main point we're trying to remember here? I mean, obviously there's quite a few things here. Are we trying to remember that this is the backup or that is the the largest um well this is the most abundant abundant, antibody Mm -hmm. so when we think about periodontitis right Mm -hmm. we would need a lot of igg Mm -hmm. in order to you know uh, launch our host response and take Mm -hmm. care of that inflammation Mm -hmm. great so we're trying to remember that there's just a lot of them 
that they're mm-hmm. going to come right after the signal has been. So I'm just thinking, gee, I'm just trying to relate something to make sense in my brain. G like is a, when I think about an army, um, it's like the, the general army that's coming. Um, G like grand because it's big. Um, what else can we think here with G that can help us remember that? Well, it is the good news, just like you say, like G, like good news, the, your big troop is coming. So exactly. I, I could use that as well because you, you mentioned that. And um, one more thing here, uh, Amanda, gingivitis, gingivalis, related yes. to perioinfections. Is that IgG as well? So, yes, we know that one of the most abundant bacteria in periodontitis is P. gingivalis. Mm -hmm. And in response to P. gingivalis, Mm -hmm. we get lots of IgG. So this is a great way to remember periodontitis, uh, inflammation, Mm -hmm. gingivalis, you know, P. gingivalis causing that host response. So Mm -hmm. IgG. What are our takeaways for Mm -hmm. IgG? Mm -hmm. They're the backup to IgM. Mm -hmm. They're the most abundant in the Mm -hmm. body Mm -hmm. and they're very active in periodontal infections. I see. So I can see G like good news. I think that's what I want to remember. Good news. Like they're coming in numbers. We're going to be saved. And then G like gingivalis, P gingivalis, like you said, that's going to cause perioinfection. So I think we got it all tied together it might not make sense for everybody or nobody's going to ask you when you go to the examination. Okay. How did you remember this? But as long as it makes sense in your brain, you can connect the dots. That's it. You see this little cue in your exam question that says something like uh, P. gingivalis or perioinfection and you got it. It's G. That's exactly right. Whatever helps you to remember it, hold on to that and take mm-hmm. it to the national board or into practice with you. Okay. Keep it a little right, secret we, if you want. Yes. If it's weird. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to know what your memory trick is as long as you have one, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So next we have IgA, which mm-hmm. is the primary immunoglobulin in the saliva and kind of helps us to protect our mucous membranes. So just like the tooth has a pellicle for protection, our mucous membranes have immunoglobulin A floating around in the saliva. Mm -hmm. Claire, do you have a good way for us to remember this? So actually, this is also what I said in the book. And, you know, this might be a little, um, not as obvious, but what I say saliva, what I see the word, I see two different A's. So it's like, S A L I V A. So I just think, okay, I saw saliva. I say A, like, okay, I got this. Usually that's what I do. It took me two seconds. Other than that, I'm thinking, you know, it's like saliva is the mouth. So I'm like, when I say ah, like I'm opening my mouth. And maybe you can even think about drooling, like that saliva when you say ah. So the trick with memory techniques is like it doesn't have to be so obvious. Actually, obvious doesn't work really well. It just needs to be a little weird, such as you open your mouth and you're drooling. I mean, let's let's be honest. That happens to everybody. That happens to me once in a while as well. Uh, <laughs> airplanes, okay? I hope you're not sitting next to me. But, you know, things like that. Make it dramatic, okay? And nobody tells you here drooling or anything like that. But that's basically saliva. So uh, open your mouth, ah, and think about saliva, maybe. So imagine anything that you can to make this picture not your usual 
picture. Just like Alice in Wonderland, we know Amanda is a huge fan of Harry Potter. Yep. Huge, right? <laughs> we're we're big, right, yes. on this on this topic. <laughs> and I'm reading Goblet of Fire for probably the twelfth time in my life right now. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, I'm sure there's a lot of things that can help you like trickle your imagination, but th- that's what we're looking for here. So thanks for prompting that, Amanda. We've got A4, well, the saliva. Perfect. Okay. Moving forward to IgE. So IgE, I hope you remember from medical emergencies and your special needs courses that IgE is involved in hypersensitivity reactions. Mm-hmm. So this is for food, allergic asthma, atopic dermatitis. It's also a a mediator for anaphylactic hypersensitivity reactions Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. anaphylaxis. Mm -hmm. So this is my favorite one. This is the easiest one to remember. Mm -hmm. IgE, anaphylaxis. What do we use to treat anaphylaxis? What's the thing you jab yourself with? Exactly. (laughs) The EpiPen, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to get that EpiPen and jab it into the leg. Mm -hmm. So IgE, EpiPen. So I want you to really, really correlate IgE to allergic reactions and hypersensitivity Mm -hmm. responses. Totally makes sense. I mean, doesn't make sense, but it totally is a great memory technique. E for EpiPen that leads to uh, anaphylactic shock and maybe E for also uh, emergency like you just got to go yes. quickly. It's, it's, it's fast. You know, you, you got an allergic response. So perfect. I think we got this down. IGE. I love it. I love it. IGE is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Your allergies. One. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Living in Texas, allergies are a serious mm-hmm. thing. All right. So last but not least, IGD. This is involved in the respiratory system and its response to pathogens. So Mm -hmm. it's protective in nature and prompts immune cells to respond. So what's Mm -hmm. the major organ Mm -hmm. in the respiratory system? Mm -hmm. The lungs. And Mm -hmm. I think Claire has a really great way for us to remember IgD. Okay, so D, um, you know, when I was uh, prompted or when I thought about how how I'm going to help you guys, I want you to also just think about the shape of certain things. So instead of saying like D like something that we usually do, I want you to think about that D. Okay, imagine it in your head. It's right in front of you. Write it in your head and then copy that, but on the opposite side. So basically you're left with the D and then a mirror image of a D. So those to me, they look like lungs. Okay, but let's continue the story of when I say D, you write it on the right side, you copy it on the left side. So the, the round parts are like on the outside. Okay, so I hope I helped you imagine that that then I did a quick Google search of like, what do actually lungs look like? I just want to make sure that it was actually somewhat correct. And it is. So think about D as the shape of your lungs. So two Ds and just you can imagine it, the right and the left lung. So I think that was the main point here that it's related to the respiratory system. Love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. Okay, so we've made it through all five major immunoglobulins. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? Let's bring it home, right? (laughs) Why do we need to know about this besides the fact that it could be covered on the national board? Right. Well, we treat periodontitis every single day. And Mm -hmm. it's important for us to know 
what's causing the periodontitis? What is our host response doing in Mm -hmm. order to treat patients the most effectively? Mm -hmm. And recognizing also that autoimmune conditions and medications used for those decrease Mm -hmm. the patient's host response. So anytime we see a patient with an altered immune system, Mm. a decreased immune system, anything like that, we need to immediately think about those immunoglobulins Mm. and the fact that they can't fight off perio like patients with a normally functioning immune system can. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I got this point from you, Amanda. So when we have a patient that is having some medical condition, that's why it's really important to ask them anything, anything that is related to any medical condition. And then that can help you understand why is the patient um, having such, you know, bleeding gums or that can, it's not always because they're not flossy. It's not always because they're lazy. Yes. (laughs) It's It's not always the patient's fault. Right. That's a really great point. Yeah. If a patient has periodontitis that is not responding to treatment the way you would like it to respond, that doesn't mean your patient is non-compliant. Sometimes we really have to dig a little bit and ask about specific medications or medical responses. We all know the answer we get when we ask about, have you had any medical changes? No. Oh, just kidding. I had a bone marrow transplant three weeks ago. What? Right? So (laughs) that's a little exaggerated, but it gets Mm -hmm. the point across. Mm -hmm. I get it. And we can always (laughs) think about, you know, in our general body, even if we think we, we do not have any medical conditions, allergies, like seasonal stuff like that are heightening your certain immune response as well. Therefore, your entire body is responding differently. Your entire body also means you're Oral cavity, it's all one thing. That's what we always talk about, you know, oral systemic health, the body to the mouth. And this is a really good example to think about while those immunoglobulins, they circulate all around your body, but they are always here in your oral cavity as well. So thank you, Amanda, for this wonderful very important topic. And you know, when you have a patient next time, let's maybe we can uh, be a little bit uh, you know, smart and, and say like, hey, do you have allergy? You know what? I know what allergy is. Your IgE are a little out exactly. of control right now. Doesn't that yes, let's good? show our patients just how smart we are and <laughs> yeah. how hard we have to work, right? Mm-hmm. We don't just scrape teeth, y'all. We take care of people's entire systemic health. So please remember that when you're treating your patients. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to show off, okay? <laughs> All right. (laughs) Lastly, maybe we can try one question to wrap this up to test our knowledge. And here it is. I'm going to read the questions. Which of the following immunoglobulins is responsible for reacting to the antigens involved in anaphylaxis? So again, which of the following is related to anaphylaxis? Choice A, IgA. Choice B, IgD, choice C, IgE, choice D, IgG. So basically IgA, IgD, IgE, IgG. I hope I pronounced it clear enough. (laughs) Yes, it sounds great. Okay, so even if you're sitting at your exam and you don't know these answer choices off the bat, I want you to think back to what did we relate each immunoglobulin to? Mm -hmm. Anaphylaxis is an emergency, Mm -hmm. and we would treat this with an EpiPen. 
So that makes our answer I-G-E. Yay. I'm sure you all got this right already because, um, you know, if you've been listening, I'm sure you memorize all those. And, um, you know, honestly, I learned a lot as well, you know, at your student RDH, if you are a faculty member, I hope this was helpful as well. And then Amanda, I mean, you've been always wonderful guiding our students um, to help pass the board examination. So just in case you guys are wondering why we're doing every day, those are the things we're doing every day at Student RTH. Yes, absolutely. And I <laughs> so look forward to more podcasts and hosting mm-hmm. some episodes and mm-hmm. really bringing, you know, not only students and educators, but mm-hmm. practitioners, you know, mm-hmm. tips that you can use in your everyday practice. So mm-hmm. Claire, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yes. And you know, hey, you guys will see also Amanda being the host of some of the podcasts we're going to do over here. So you're going to see a lot more of amazing Amanda. And literally, she's here. I'm here. We're all here. The team is here to help with anything that you have going on with your school life to your examination. And at the end, we'll all become colleagues and have those big titles, RDH, and that's it. Thank awesome. you, Amanda. Thank y'all. See you Have again. a great day, everybody.